This is the Morning Sports Desk for Monday, November 20th. Corey, still just a a little schmidge of of fall sports left here. I know that the prep bowl is coming up this weekend, but uh, swimming and diving seems to have kind of uh, wrapped itself up too. Not kind of it absolutely didn't totally wrap up over the uh, over the weekend. I want to run through. We had a bunch of area athletes once again involved with that Central Minnesota, uh, once again well represented at a, a state tournament. This is the swimming and diving championships, and uh, uh, very quickly, if I can, we'll start with the Class A stuff. In the uh, uh, 200 IM, Gisela Haskamp of Alexandria area finished eighth. Grace Erke of Alexandria area finished 13th. In the one-meter diving, Brittany Lorenz uh, of Perm finished fifth. And Avery McAllister of Perm finished 12th. 100 butterfly, Grace Ham of Detroit Lakes finished 14th. 100 freestyle, Avery Schuler of Park Rapids area 16th. 200 freestyle relay, Park Rapids area finished 13th. The team of Avery Schuler, Miley Edivold, Lizzie Seifert, and Addison Lawaji. Alexandria area finished 16th. The team of uh, Chelsea Weigel, Grace Erke, Raina Holm, and Gisela Haskamp. 100 backstroke, Grace Erke of Alexandria area finished 16th. 100 breaststroke, Gisela Haskamp of Alexandria area finished 16th. And in Class A team results, Alexandria area finished 21st, Perm 28th, Park Rapids area 33rd, and Detroit Lakes 39th. Moving to the two-way stuff, CJ, uh, in the 200 medley relay, Brainerd finished fifth, the team of Maya Tages, Avery Durr, Linda Giuliani, and Isabel Plouffe. 100 Butterfly, Linda Giuliani of Brainerd finished 8th. 100 Freestyle, Maya Tages of Brainerd 14th. 200 Freestyle Relay, Brainerd finished 7th. That's Erilyn Marcello, Scarlett Anderson, Isabel Plouffe, and Maya Tages. 100 Breaststroke, Avery Durr of Brainerd finished 8th. 400 Freestyle Relay. Brainerd finished 11th. Errol and Marcello, Scarlett Anderson, Linda Giuliani, and Avery Durr. Team results, Brainerd finished 10th uh, in the uh, in the two-way results. So congratulations to all of those area athletes, again, representing Central Minnesota with the best of the best. You know what they say in swimming? You float like a butterfly, you sting like a ray. All right, I'll give you that one. Yeah, yeah. I'll give you that one. Yeah, I thought about it when you were I, you were kind of explaining the butterfly, and I thought of one like kind of full like a butterfly, sting like a sting like a ray, like a ray, like a sting sure. ray. I was like, yeah. So while you were finishing those results, I'm just sitting there like I'm about to come about on, Tackman, wrap it up. Come on, wrap it up. I got a zinger to pull out. And stop giving credit to the kids. I, got, I have a joke to tell. I got a, I got a lame pun to get to. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so hey, boys, basketball practice starts today across yep. uh, Central Minnesota and across Minnesota generally. Really. Yep. And also, uh, boys, oh well, boys and girls wrestling. Correct. So there's a whole lot of stuff going on. Uh, of course, hockey's already been going, girls' basketball's already been practicing. And uh, now we just throw all those winter sports into the mix. I saw a little uh, internet meme last night. Could you have a not an internet meme? Is that redundant? Uh, Is internet meme redundant? Prob- probably. But because uh, that implies that there's like what, like a like a, a meme in real life, is that a thing? I suppose. Or do, or I suppose like if you share a meme with your buddies, is that an internet meme? Yeah, that's a good point. But if you probably got it from the internet, unless you're you're making your own memes yeah. with each other, the the meme discourse is not quite founded the answer on that. 
we're still learning about memes as we go. It's been a very long process. You know, long were the days of T-Bowing. Now we're, now we're just figuring things out. So the the meme was it showed the first day of winter sports practice. Uh-huh. And it was basically like, I don't know, like a beach and sunny weather. And then it showed the first day of spring practice and it showed the frozen tundra. <laughs> <laughs> of course, of course, that's the way it would work itself out. I saw that same thing last night. If you weren't going to bring it up, I was because <laughs> that's pretty much how it goes. It's like, oh man, it's so beautiful outside. We're all stuck in the yeah. gym. And then of course it's like, all right, let's go outside. And it's 20 degrees and there's two feet of snow on the ground. I put yard work off until this weekend. Mm-hmm. Because why would you do yard work when you could just not do yard work? Uh, yeah, the snow's going to cover it up anyway. So. And then it was like, it's gonna it's 55 again today. And the Vikings don't play till tonight. Mm-hmm. So I guess I'll go out and rake some yeah. leaves. You know, honestly, even if the Vikings were going to play yesterday afternoon, you still might have said, ah, forget it. I'm going to go out and get some yard work oh, done. Oh, no, no, no. It, oh. wasn't so, it wasn't so bad, CJ, was it? I don't know. I mean, when... Look, that Denver offense is not good, uh, and they the Vikings they made some unbelievable catches though. Uh, yeah, and they did last week against Buffalo. But yeah. and they got some good wide receivers, and Russell Wilson continues to haunt the Vikings, where it feels like all game it's like he's gonna pop one kind of just weird play out of his behind because he always did that when he was with Seattle back yep. when the Seahawks were at their peak and when the Vikings had some good teams to throw at them. You know, you remember the. Uh, you know the the playoff game in 2015 at US Bank Stadium or at uh, TCF Bank Stadium, where he just kind of it was like a fourth down. He like spun, rolled out, found a wide open Doug Baldwin, and and things like that happen. But I don't remember that game. I, you know, there. Well, I think everybody's judgment gets clouded off of a 27 yard field goal that went wide wide left. But there was a lot of other things that happened to lead up to that point. I don't know what you're talking about, <laughs> and I wish you'd shut up about it. By the way, did you see, <laughs> we're going to go off topic here, but we'll get right back to the Vikings game. Blair Walsh is a realtor now. I did see that. And he his page, it says, you know, perform great. Like, it's every platitude that you give yourself. You know, like, I'm a sure. good, I'm a team first guy. And, yeah. you know, works hard under pressure. And everybody, there's Vikings fans like, oh, under pressure, he missed a field goal yeah. once. He's clearly, yeah. he's clearly not going to handle yeah. having to get paperwork done on deadline for a client. Yeah. He sure does work hard under pressure. It does he perform under pressure is the real That's question. That's the question. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so anyway, uh Blair Walsh, good luck, man. Hopefully they don't hopefully your sale isn't contingent on making a twenty seven yard field goal. That'd be ridiculous. That'd be ridiculous, but kind of funny. It would be very funny. Uh so so anyway. It'd be like an arrested development sit uh, <laughs> scene, wouldn't it? Yes, it would be. We will not buy this house or a or a curb your enthusiasm. Mm-hmm. Just Larry David screaming at Blair Walsh, like I will not buy this house until you make this kick. And then he misses it and then he just puts his head down and just walks away. <laughs> Anyway, uh, so the Vikings lost to Denver yesterday, twenty-one to twenty. Yep. And uh, really, here's the thing: people, I saw the narratives come out on Twitter. There's a few different ones after the Vikings lost. First off, KOC just had his worst game of his coaching career, and another one was, uh, "See, this is why the Vikings need Kirk Cousins." And the third one uh, was, you know, Alexander Madison needs to be banished to Siberia. Uh, the hate on that dude's a little strong, guys. He's not performing well, but we need to like take a take a breather on Alexander Madison for a second. Well, that might be of the three that you just mentioned. That's the most plausible. Like that's. I'm not saying that the frustration. That, that fumble was a killer, man. It's Denver. You're gonna kick. You're you were you were they out were of driving. field goal range at the time, but you were driving. You're gonna 
you were going to get points probably. I know you can't assume anything. You were going to get points on that drive, and he, like the first five games of the year, um, blew it. Well, and the other thing, too, is Josh Dobbs didn't play particularly well either in this game, and he had a, a bad interception he had, or a fumble, I think. You know, it was an interception. Well, he, he had, had a, a fumble early. Yep, and I know people are going to point – to, there's a few different things in this game, I think. But ultimately, I think we're both going to agree. You can't turn the ball over three times and expect to win. It's really simple. It's so simple. So whatever reason you have, we're going to go through some things here. But for whatever reason you have the Vikings losing, uh, just know that it comes down to they lost the turnover battle 3 nothing. You're not going to win. It doesn't matter how well you played. Because the Vikings did play well in a lot of stretches of this game. But you can't. You can't do that. They and when, played well enough to win, they, for sure. And and Denver, other than the turnovers, Denver played well enough to lose uh, in the same way. But they definitely ju- they took advantage of the three turnovers. They got uh, they got six points off of the three turnovers at least. So there you go. There's this is also I now let's put it into a little bit of a perspective if we can very mm-hmm. quickly. They were on a five game winning streak. Yes. They were on the road. In Denver, which isn't an easy place to in play. In Denver, prime time. This is not about like prime time Kirk and prime time Vikings. That's not what is what this is, though, is a difficult place to play and win. Mm-hmm. And those those people are all, all And Denver was playing well. Those people are all lubed up. You know what I mean? Those they're drunk. It's at night. Let's get after it a little bit. They've been drinking all day watching games. They hit up the dispensaries in and, Denver. And uh, I mean, they're getting after it. That's a tough, tough play. It's this loss individually is not the killer. No, it's all if there if there's a killer to this, it's everything they did in the beginning of the season to lose right. games. Exactly. It still will remain. It's that will when the season is over, no matter how it goes for the Vikings, we'll be able to look at the first month and a half of the season and go. That's where it went wrong. Right. Well, and the thing is, is Josh Jobs, I didn't, Josh Jobs didn't play great, but also Josh Jobs is a backup quarterback. I mean, if we were expecting Josh Jobs to do what he did in the first half of the Saints every single week, teams have more tape against Josh Jobs, and they know what the Vikings want to do with Josh Jobs. And Josh Jobs, when he was with the Cardinals and when he was with some other stops, his problem was the turnovers. And that's not necessarily great in an offense that had already been turning the ball over a lot. I thought there were a couple times where KOC got a little cute with the play calling, mainly that uh, third down run where like Hawkinson went under center and pitched it to Dobbs, and Dobbs basically got a shot. I mean, there should have been a penalty on that play, but also why, as the head coach, are you kind of setting up your guy to get put in a spot like that where it's like almost that same Jaron Hall play because uh, uh, Dobbs had to go to the medical tent for a couple seconds there on that one. And But outside of that, got a little conservative in late in that game when they just kept trying to run the ball and kind of run out the clock a little bit. But that those are, those are nitpicks. There's things with the defense basically letting the Broncos kind of dink and dunk their way down the field on that go-ahead touchdown drive. Um, there's a couple things in there. But I think ultimately we both are going to come back to the fact that they turned the ball over three times, and you're not going to win when you do that. I would I would argue everything you. I mean, you're not you're not wrong, but yeah, that's you're nitpicking. The, they right. only gave up 21 points. Alexander Madison, outside of the one fumble, had a really good game, and that's the problem. Like, and that's the problem. They do things so, and there were plays. And again, I 
talked about O'Connell there. O'Connell, there was a couple. Remember that third and 20 the Vikings picked up? I thought Collinsworth did a great job of saying, like, the Vikings drew this play. They had three wide receivers on the left side of the field, and they told them all, like, to run those drags across the middle of the field, across all three levels. And what it did is it pulled everybody that way. And Ty Chandler, the running back, kind of chipped the D end, so it looked like he was blocking and just ran out to the flat. He was wide open. There was nobody there. I'm like, that's a scheme play. O'Connell can draw up these great plays, and they work. And again, when you there's uh, somebody put this on Twitter yesterday, and this will be my last thing I'll say about the game. The Vikings did so many good things. They did so many interesting things. They had so many like fascinating things to talk about, and yet all of it's moot because they kept turning the ball over. Stop that. Yeah, the thing that is that that bit them in this game is the thing that has bit them when thing when things have gone poorly for the Vikings this year, it has been turnovers and nothing else. Mm-hmm. At, when this five game winning streak entirely uh, proved the point that this was a good football team, you can't turn the ball over this often. You just yeah. you just can't you can't give up the ball on your on. Uh, on the Broncos' side of the field or on mm-hmm. your own side of the field because you just gave them three points. You can't turn the ball over when you're driving at their 40-yard line, and it's in Denver. You can kick the ball a mile and a half there anyway. Like, that's that's another – I think they went down and, and kicked a field goal on that possession. You're talking about a nine-point swing in those two turnovers. Mm-hmm. That's impossible to recover from. Right, You have to score – and entirely, you have when you are giving up nine points, just you're digging yourself a nine-hole hole. That means you have to score at least a touchdown and a field goal to make up for it. Right. On yeah. top of all of the stuff you had to do anyway. Mm-hmm. Can I give a, a a a one particular note? I think has been kind of fun with this Vikings team. Sure. Even though this game was weird. Yeah. But it's okay. It's fine. They still have an 80% chance to make the playoffs, by the way. They just need to get to nine wins, and they already have six. Exactly. And they're going to get to the playoffs. And they have Chicago, a bye week, Vegas, and Cincinnati with no Joe Burrow. Yeah. In their next four. And the Packers. four weeks. And the Packers at some point. And the Packers also. Um, I just love watching Dalton Reisner play. That dude's an offensive lineman. That dude, he is down the field on every... He's the, he's the first lineman down the field pushing the running back in the back or trying to throw somebody else off for what is this is this week 3 or 4 now he's played uh like 4 yeah he's been awesome to watch i don't i, I i'm like most people i don't really like dig into watching what's happening in the trenches on a play by play basis i follow the ball um but when the ball takes alexander madison 12 yards downfield and Reisner's chasing him and still throwing blocks. There was a, a play last week where I thought he was going to judo kick one of the defenders right to the chin because <laughs> it was a that. big first down pickup, and he got his leg so high in the air. Most people give like the old first down, and they point very dramatically. He did it with his foot. He did it with his foot <laughs> from arm height. It was insane. I, I've really enjoyed watching him pursue things down the field that's fun a couple last news and notes before we let you get out of here Corey. one the minnesota timberwolves are the number one seed in the western conference this late in the season for the first time since the 0304 timberwolves that went to what the conference finals that year that team was fun 
Yeah. So they yeah they lost to the Lakers with no point guard. Yeah, exactly. So uh, good things right now in store for the Wolves this year, at least at the beginning. And we'll ride this train until the wheels inevitably fall off. But it's fun They're to watch. Playing good defense. It's fun to watch. That doesn't just disappear. Exactly. Shooting can disappear. The defense wa- shouldn't. If defense goes away, it's because they're lazy. The Wild stink. They went 0-2 in Sweden. Uh, Five-game losing streak. Five, yeah, things are not going well for them. Uh, Minnesota Golden Gopher women's basketball hosted number 8 UConn last night at the barn. It was sold out because Paige Beckers yeah. made her return to Minnesota. It was so on cool. Fox Sports 1. Yeah. I watched the second quarter of that game until they inevitably fell apart because UConn's really, really good. Yeah. Uh, but it was fun to see that kind of environment for a women's basketball game at the barn. It was really cool. Well, uh, the barn's an unbelievable place, and when mm-hmm. it's sold out like that, and I, it was sold out because Paige was back. Let's yes. be let's be honest about that. But um, what a cool arena and a cool venue, and it was good for those. I think the Gopher team, those Gopher women, are going to be feisty. They'll this be year. better. They got a good head coach that they hired. I think so. I hope so. Yeah. I because the men's side. Oh boy. Yikes. (laughs) I gotta go. This has been the Morning Sports Desk for Monday, November 20th.